Verbal Discharge. The world's third to best radio show. Not about squids. Catch up at verbaldischarge.co.uk. And I have been thrown into... In- I've been thrown into... <laughs> <an> intro- <laughs> <laughs> Did we break Robbie? Has Robbie finally broken? A quality start to the show, as always. <laughs> yeah, I've been thrown into an intro when I was concentrating on something else. So, hi. The we're, problem you know is, yeah. we're verbal discharge. It's five o'clock. Introduce yourselves. There was a moment there where me and James both began saying something, realised we were going to say the same thing, and neither of us said it. I what, what, what were you going to say? Oh, I've forgotten now. Because I was going to say that surely we've negated the point of the intro. I was going to say roughly that as well. Mm. And I didn't agree. Who are you, Jordan? I'm Jordan, and I come from Telford. <laughs> Uh, my name <laughs> is Robbie, and at 3am this morning, I was sat on a disabled toilet in a hospital. Why were you doing that? Because I missed a train, and then I missed a bus, and then a bus drove past me and didn't pick me up, and I had to walk home, and I really needed a wee, and the only place that was open I went by was hospital, and I went into the hospital, and... And you, of... you took a, a toilet paid for by hard-working <laughs> disabled people. I <laughs> well, most of them aren't hardworking because there aren't jobs available for them, and the government can get rid of them. But there we are. The cleaner told me that the men's was being cleaned, so I went. So, okay. oh, oh, it was a last resort. Yeah, I, I didn't choose deliberately to use the disabled. Okay, I was well, really worried someone would think I was drunk. No, well, that, that's I a mean, bit more because the only people that come into a hospital needing a wee at three a.m. are drunks and james franco is that a thing he's known for doing <laughs> yeah yeah have you not seen all of that footage of him going into the queen's medical center at three in the morning and just weighing on patients oh i've seen that <laughs> i was there when he was doing it <laughs> <laughs> speaking of people called james that we on disabled people uh james introduce yourself hi i'm james and yes i hope the police will not be coming to take me away because of all of the disabled disabled people that I relentlessly urinate on in a glorious yellow stream. You relentlessly urinate? It never stops. Is there, is there such a thing as relentless urination? Yeah, it's like regular urination. It's really <laughs> pounding. It just never stops. Just savagery. Just, ah, I'm having a wee! <laughs> Something else that never stops, that, that really pounds at you, is verbal discharge. <laughs> this, this, this wonderful show that you've currently plugged into your ears. And if you do want to plug it into you, your eyes, you can do that by looking at all of <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the face, we've got a Facebook page, you can look at that. Facebook.com <laughs> forward slash verbal discharge. Can you, can you do another three for the other senses? Yeah, go on. Oh, senses. Here's, here's your challenge. Relate all of our internet presence. See, to, you've done to ears, senses. you've done Twist. hearing, you've done sight. Um, you can sniff us on Twitter. It's <laughs> 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 a really <laughs> difficult task. <laughs> because you don't have... You, there is yet to be a scratch and sniff Twitter. Ah, but we're, we're working on it. Yeah, that is a hole in the market. <laughs> <Us> personally, <laughs> yeah. we're trying to solve that issue. We will be exploiting that one. So basically. that you can get to Adverbdis Radio on Twitter. And on a, on a little sniff card. And if you send us an envelope with your home address in, inside another envelope that is in that envelope, and you pay for postage, we will send you a verbal discharge scratch and sniff flyer. And you scratch it, and you're like, oh, what does Robbie smell like? You don't want to know. Mainly just <laughs> orange don't, juice don't and Woody Allen films. Hey guys, so you know tourism? No. What's tourism? Uh, it's that thing where, where the tourists do. Ah. You, you know that thing? Yeah. Do you know what a tourist is? Uh, no. 
Someone... Is it the same as terrorist? Mm, similar, according to an awful lot of people who <laughs> can't spell correctly on Twitter. <laughs> but... According to the French border control. Oh, relevant, There's relevant. Topical, I feel, topical. I feel slightly guilty that we're cashing in on an atrocity by making <laughs> cheap jokes about it. No, I, I thought it was a big shock that that happened on Friday, considering I thought we solved terrorism when we killed Bin Laden. That's what everyone else seemed to think. <laughs> we got him! We got. It's, it's, like, it's like with the Jihadi John's dead thing. Like, like I, I don't know if you've seen this. Like, supposedly he was killed in a strike, and the media's taken it as like, yeah, guys, we got him! It's because they've been watching and reading too much of The Hunger Games, in which the entire war hinges only on one girl who's kind of reluctant to do it. Do you think that's what we Osama beat it, guys. was like? We beat terrorism. Do you we think that was blew Osama up one was like man. when he was a boy? He was just a normal boy, and then they forced him into a horrible, horrible game, and they were like, you're the leader now, and he's like, I don't <laughs> want to do this. And, and he's like, no, you are now the Bin Laden. And that's, that's <laughs> it, the message we should send to Hunger games fans this is what your katniss becomes this is who your hero is a terrorist well technically they are in 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 a way they're terrorists because they, yeah, well, well terrorism's used as a blanket term anyway now yeah. it, it, it's if, if you oppose anything kind of democratically or anything other than what i suppose is the established norm then you get the term terrorists slapped so, on you. And that is why I'm really, really furious about being kicked out of Lidl that time because I tried to poo on a salad. Well, according to the people that were throwing me out, they were like, yeah, you're terrorist. Admittedly, I did threaten we're, to poo on a salad. We're, we're so. barely 10 minutes into the show and already you've brought up four, four or five counts of excreting human waste in public on, <laughs> wait, on four or five wait, counts. Wait, 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 yeah. I only mentioned it once. Were they, no, you, you, or are you talking about all the, all the times that I've... Oh, I'm with you. Cereal weeing. Cereal weeing. Pooing on a salad in Lidl. Yeah. I don't even know if Lidl sells salads. <laughs> they must do. They must do. Yeah, anyway, yeah. tourism. Tourism, yes. So we're all aware, guys, that when you go abroad and you're touristing up a touristy little storm, uh, <laughs> you've got to be very, very wary for people trying to scam you. Because people will do that so if, if you're unsuspecting, you're not aware of the area. They'll try and scam you, get your goods. So what I've got here is I've come up with some popular tourist scams from around the world. <laughs> and I've found these online, and these are all known practice tourist scams. I want to describe them to you, and then I want us all to figure out how these tourist scams could be avoided. Okay. Okay. Number one, the music artist. A charismatic and charming musician will approach you and attempt to give you one of his seemingly free homemade CDs, saying it would honour him if you played it in your home country. But when you accept it, he and his friends will intimidate you into paying an extortionate amount for it. How do you stop that happening? But he said it's free. There's he a said it's contract seemingly there. free. Seemingly free. Seemingly. He, he'll never clarify, and well, that's where the scam is. You say, sorry, amigo, I don't want your CD. What Walk if he's off. French? Sorry... Monsieur. Le friend and we'll Le talk. friend. Le, le friend. It doesn't work. The French doesn't work on the basis that you put le in front of everything. Oh, no, sorry. It's le end de fois. That's, that's how they say what? friend in French. Le end de fois. End de fois. I'm not entirely sure. Because that's, 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 that's how French works. I'm, I'm with you, yeah. Okay, so how would you go about avoiding that scam. I'd just say no and walk away. See, But his friends are really intimidating see, you, Robbie. They're in your face. They're like, ah, buy the CD. Well, I'm even more intimidating. What, what would you say to them? I would say, all right, what would they say back? Oh, like, ha, ha, ha. we are French music scammers. Oh, ha, 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 ha. You will buy us a CD. Why you, did you turn it to Arnold at the end? I don't know. <laughs> I, my, my accent's, let, me, let me slip into uh, a French accent. <clears throat> oh, ha, ha. 
as far well, as it's going. No, I'm, I'm glad you've identified yourself so thoroughly by like one characteristic part of your personality. Uh, I hope that there is more to you and that we can go on to become friends and we can put this all behind us. Oh, but uh, you must purchase this CD. It is, it is a fine, exquisite sample of homemade French jazz. How much would I have to pay for said French CD of jazz? Four euro. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's, 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 that's all right. One. That's all right. I'll just buy one. Cheers. And there you go. That's how you'd avoid it. I'll, I'll just buy the CD. <laughs> into the scam. That's not even a scam. That's just a, a, a potential commerce just, opportunity. Just aggressive <laughs> selling tactic. <laughs> I, I think I would deal with it. So he'd bring in his boys to intimidate me. And then I got on the phone and I'd call up like the Doily boys. And I'd be like, oh, Doily boys. Who are the Doily boys? The, not the Doily boys. Sorry. <laughs> the Doily boys. Which is an area of Telford, which is kind of rough. And oh, well, there's uh, a gang there I, called I, the I, Doily boys. I thought you meant as in a gang or, or like a family called the Doily. Yeah. Like, I'll get the Dawley boys on you. No. And like, like they come there in their pickup truck, and they're all inbred and missing teeth. No, that would be the boilers. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I hope they don't listen to this. So, second scam: peanuts for more than peanuts. Oh, so are we going to get more than Snoopy and Charlie Brown? Excellent comedy there. Thank you. Thank good, you. Good job good making references. that connection. Whilst you're sitting at a table, an unscrupulous sir or madam will approach you. Despite their warm and friendly demeanour, their heart is black and full of accursed malice. With a great swing of their foul extremities, they will cast a handful of peanuts onto your table. (laughs) What initially seems like a generous donation of a delicious salty treat will soon be revealed to be a terrible, terrible ruse, as you inevitably reach out to touch one of the peanuts. The peanut caster will charge you for them and demand payment. What do you do? Admittedly, um, it's quite similar to the first game, <laughs> but they've exchanged music for peanuts. <laughs> okay, so I would call the Dolly Boy. <laughs> now, now um, for this one, I just, I just wouldn't take the peanuts because one, I wouldn't take anyone who's thrown peanuts at me. I'd throw, the, I'd throw the table back at them. What did you throw the table at? Them? Yeah, they haven't thrown the table at you. If someone comes over and goes, "There's a table with some peanuts on it," I don't know how does a French person kind of disgustedly sounding throw peanuts at you? What kind of like noise do they make? Do they go, the peanuts? <laughs> I mean, what? That's that's how French people. Throw oh, peanuts. actually, they uh, they throw the peanuts on the table, and I pretend to be allergic to them, and then um... make them pay me. I'd be like, I'd be like twenty euro, or I die. And you get <laughs> you get in trouble for it. Take them to court. Yeah, legal action. That's so that's, how, we get that, out of that's that. how we get out of it. Someone throws peanuts at you, you sue them. Yes. Okay. And yet, and yet, you wouldn't do the same when someone would try and throw a CD of well, exquisite French jazz. At because you. I, I am more for exquisite French jazz than I am moldy yeah. peanuts. Plus, I suppose you couldn't be allergic to exquisite French jazz. <laughs> you could. I mean, I've heard some pretty bad exquisite French jazz. <laughs> Whenever I hear exquisite French jazz, I feel my eyes beginning to swell. <laughs> and it's like, oh, someone, oh no, there's jazz. I'm, I'm wait, allergic. Wait, wait, wait. Isn't my that a bit of an oxymoron? Up. Isn't exquisite, exquisite supposed to mean quite good? Yeah. Yeah. So how I'm, can you I'm have not, bad I, exquisite I, jazz? I've got people that are allergic to really good peanuts. Like they they could see a really <laughs> top notch peanut and they still swell up. <laughs> That's top notch that peanut. <laughs> How insensitive! Turn out a turn peanut. It's that when you give your you know your friend has got a peanut allergies, but you think oh this one's really good, so it's not going <laughs> to affect This is a peanut you. that appeals to all audiences. <laughs> yeah. This is a mass market peanut. So the next scam: hordes of incestuous gypsylings. I hope this doesn't offend our gypsy listeners, of uh, which there are many. By 
by referring to their gypsy, gypsy, filthy, gypsy children as gypsylings. <laughs> a battalion of tiny, tiny gypsy children will encircle you like coyotes, hungry for your pocket goods. They may attempt to sell you newspapers, opening them in, into your innocent face as a distraction. As they do this, the other filthy, filthy gypsy chimps will pickpocket you and rob you of your valuables. What, what do we make of that scam? How do you stop it? I would not stop it. I Because I sound kind of powerless in that situation. You're powerless. I would put in the time to put a form to the council and ask them to be moved on. But there's, there's, no, few, there's no time for... There's always time to make a complaint through the right avenue. <laughs> <laughs> But but failing the council, I then take out my baseball bat and beat the children to death. You beat you beat the gypsy children. Yeah, not not just beat them until they are dead. Every last one of them, <laughs> even if they run, <laughs> I will chase them. Chase them back to their campsite. <laughs> but then surely you've got the problem of like you've angered all of their gypsy parents. You know, like like the, the, the gypsy like mothers and sisters and they're gypsies, so they are the same person. So. <laughs> oh so. god. This is this is horrific. So, Robbie, how would you deal with this? I wouldn't. I'd I'd lay down and take it and move on. And you just you'd accept the gypsies. I mean, I'd ask them to stop. Okay. But but what if what if they didn't? What I'd ask them to stop again. I'd be polite. They're, but, but they're opening newspapers in your face, Robbie. They're pilfering They're opening your... newspapers in my face. Now I can read stories about Jeremy Corbyn whilst they kick me to death. But... <laughs> no, they're not kicking you to death. They're not trying to kill you. They just want to pilfer your pockets. Sorry, whilst they pilfer my pocket. Sorry, that, 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 that changes everything. Um, no, I'd do nothing. You just let them do I'd it? I'd just let them do it. Fair enough. I'll, I'll side with Jordan on this one. If you're being harassed by <laughs> filthy, filthy gypsy children, just complain to your local council. Failing that, beat, <laughs> beat them. them. Um, the the fourth and final okay. uh, popular tourist scam is a very classic manoeuvre, the oldest one in the book, oh. called the 26 Puncture and Dash. Whilst you're going about your touristy business, <clears throat> meandering to and fro with not a care in the world, you may find yourself approached by a hooded individual wielding a razor-sharp hunting knife. As the mm. knife pierces your flesh over and over again, rupturing organ after organ, you will notice that your pockets have been pilfered and the swine has made off with your wallet, including your Cafe Nero loyalty card and you're only two stamps away from a free latte. What do you do? Well, well oh, I, I actually think this is a bit too near the bone. Um, this actually happened to me whilst I was in Greece. You got stabbed to death and they took away your Cafe Nero <laughs> loyalty card. Cafe Nero loyalty card, which is the worst bit of the whole situation. How many really. stamps away from a latte? I was free, but that's that's close enough. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. That's pretty close to a, a, a free latte. That's that's a um, decent amount of stamps already. So, I mean, the problem was that I was dead. Um, so I had to wait until I was revived by a fairy. And then I tracked them down and killed them. Okay. Funnily enough, in Cafe Nero, where they were using up the one stamp. That's, that's how long Wait. it took me. They'd, they'd been able to go and have free coffees in the meantime. They'd already had some coffees? Yeah, they had free, and they're now having the free one. Wait, so, I don't know. Could, could you do that? Because like, surely then, if, if the three of them have gone and had three more coffees, one of them's got to have the extra coffee. Yeah. Then one of them would be way more caffeinated well, no, than the others. Well, no, they did it at different times. They hadn't just gone and caffeinated in themselves at once so how do you this know when the they're gonna three or four days yeah but if they're gonna just nip in like does this mean you're staking out the cafe yes, nero i was and you're waiting for them <laughs> i was waiting for them to use up my free one actually i was hoping to catch them on the last one beforehand so i could take the loyalty card back off them but never mind i got it one too late and had to start again but then surely admittedly you're in the difficult position where yes you've potentially got a latte out of it but you've still been stabbed 26 times. Yeah, uh, that was that was a concern. That was a medical concern. 
but one I got over. Do you think you could heal from 26 stab wounds well, in the to. time it would take them to get three coffees from Cafe Nero well. over the course of a series of days? <laughs> I have done. I, I did that last summer when I was in Greece, where I've never been. So, Jordan, how would you do with this? Um, I think when I felt the first knife, um, first knife wound, the first blow enter my body i would immediately enter my vault assisted targeting system (laughs) target their head and enjoy the brief moments of invincibility while i kill them (laughs) and that's brilliant you'd use up the meter you wouldn't have any left (laughs) you're using up your action points what what if someone else comes along trying to step what what if you're suddenly beset by feral ghouls um in in which case i would then throw a vertibird grenade and and hope for the brotherhood of steel to come and save me but but in, in in this situation, you've signed up with the Minutemen. You're not even you're not at all affiliated with the Brotherhood. Of Steel. Oh well, then I throw one of those little smoke grenades that they have and call in an artillery strike. The great thing about this is no one who's played Fallout. <laughs> like, if people haven't played Fallout Four, they have no idea. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> just just Fallout Four, Robbie. Yeah, I I got that. So someone stabbed you twenty six times and stole your Cafe Nero loyalty card. You would play, I would choose, you would play I would Fallout use, 4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would use video game logic. <laughs> and there we go. Do, do we all feel safer? Do we feel more prepared to go, <laughs> to go abroad? I, I, I now am no longer scared of being a tourist. Verbal discharge, 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 Phantom Radio. The time... Is almost half five. Robbie Owen has the chair. The, the chair. The I chair. have the chair. The chair. The chair. Not a chair. Not a chair. The chair. The I've chair. kidnapped John Burkow, and he kidnapped John Man Mao. What? Man Mao. Man Mao. As in chair Man Mao. Oh, I, I said John Burkow <laughs> is the speaker in the House of Lords, but that's almost a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, come on. Okay, yeah, it's, it's thing. Um, so. Um, bricks. Do we like bricks? I love bricks. Nothing Brick. like it. What's your favourite colour of brick? Uh, sort of that that kind of t- kind of tainted orange look. I love oh, get, okay. getting it, getting it in your teeth. Sort of hoping you'd say blue. Yeah. I like Jordan. It. What's your favourite colour of brick? I like those bricks. You know, the white ones, the ones full of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was sort of hoping you'd say red. No, yeah, red bricks. Uh, but that's a shame. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Do you so that thing in the, I'm sorry to go no on. go on. Sorry, there was that thing in the news recently. I was saying this to Jordan, where um, that that man uh, went insane on a flight to Ireland, seemingly uh, bit someone and then died. And it turned oh. out they were a drugs mule smuggling cocaine, and one of the bags burst inside oh. them, and they ingested the equivalent of I think it was like forty thousand pounds worth of cocaine in in a matter of seconds. Wow! He and went out in a blaze of cocaine <laughs> rage. He started getting fury. He bit someone, bit someone as hard as he could, and then died. What? Wow. That's how I want to go. That's. I mean, that's that's very much not how I want to go. But never mind. How, how do you I want to go? Uh, I want it to be related to bricks. I just love <laughs> bricks. I think bricks are great. Tell us more, Robbie, about these bricks. So, uh, bricks. Sometimes when bricks happen, there's other bricks involved. Uh, and when bricks don't happen, there's not other bricks involved. Uh, I was going to, because there's... And Jordan already mentioned it earlier, The Hunger Games. There's a new one out. I was going to rewrite it from the perspective of inanimate objects. <laughs> and so I began writing it from the perspective of a brick in District 12. And then decided I wasn't interested in that. So, are we ready for the first episode of Another Brick in the Wall, a hit new sitcom about three bricks? I, I, I'd like to think so. Oh, we, we, I'm pretty ready. I've, I've brought up the script so we should all be able to see it. I've colour-coded all the characters. 
to be based on our surnames. So the red brick is, is Reynolds, the blue brick is Boston, and the orange brick is Owen. Okay, okay. right. Sounds, sounds straightforward enough. <clears throat> so, do we want to try and make up a theme tune for another brick in the wall? They just keep on laying bricks, bricks. They just keep on laying bricks. Another brick in the wall. Yeah. Blue, I'm home. Oh, red, honey, you're covered in cement. Sorry, it was a big day down at the old building site. Dad, you came home. Of course I did, son. Who do you think I am? Your real father? The orange brick cries a single pebble. <laughs> we don't joke about that. It's okay, Mum. I'm a big brick now. That's right. Tell your father what you are doing just now. Masturbating. <laughs> uh, no. Ooh. <laughs> about uni? Oh, oh yeah. I've been looking at universities. Boy, does the UCAS website's helpful and responsive search functionality help it when it comes to researching their comprehensive coverage of the wide range of courses available across the United Kingdom and Northern Ireland's various universities. What sort of university are you thinking of going to, Orange? Well, I've been looking at different ones. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, going to a... A, a uh, red brick university. Red. Well, it was funny. If I can... Re- <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it was me. If I can refrain from referring to the hip, trendy blue brick cafe in Wolverhampton, then you can refrain from using your name as a pun as well. This is our son's education. We're talking about... Your son's education, you mean. Red! Well, it's true. He's not my son and I never loved him. That's a lie. I love you. That doesn't mean I love you back just just as that peach brick you fancy. It does. She does. And you do. She doesn't even know your name. My name is literally my one defining characteristic. I think she knows my name. You'd be surprised. My cousin still doesn't know her husband. It's called Jewish Nose. Red. Have you been up on the mortar again? So what if I have? You shouldn't drink around the Ben. <laughs> yeah, Ben is a word. It's a northeastern word for child. These bricks are now northeastern. Why? Um, I shouldn't tell. I shouldn't tell the truth to him. I, I, I shouldn't tell the truth to him. I shouldn't tell him his yellow-livered, yellow-brick father was a runaway coward who made the decision. I wish I'd have been bold enough to. You take that back. Okay. Thank you. I'm really sorry, Orange Brick. That's okay. I'm sure we'll be forgiven soon. Well, I'm not now. Oh. I hate you. <laughs> I'm leaving. You know the house is under my name. That's why I said I'm leaving, not you're leaving. Oh, fair enough. Should I pack a bag? Yes, we're leaving this house. Other than ever coming back. But I don't have a bag big enough for that. Oh, then buy a new one. But if I did that, I'd have to leave the house, and I'd waste my one trip out of the house if we were never coming, coming back. Order one online? Well, that would take days to arrive, though. I hear Amazon now do one-hour delivery by Pegasus. Oh, I'd need to buy a, a, a Prime subscription for that first. My mate Dave says they're pretty good value if you want stuff delivering fast. Yeah, I don't do a lot of shopping online because I'm a brick. Amazon Prime Instant Video actually has some decent stuff on it now. Yeah, but I already have net. I already have Netflix. Fair enough. Better choice, anyway. How much do you have to carry? Quite a bit. Hum. Me too. <laughs> Perhaps we were being too hasty on this decision. Perhaps. Shall we stay? Yeah. All right. 
Hooray, wife, I love you. Son, I love you. I thought I wasn't your son. You are now. We're one big happy family. Yay! I love you. There we go. There's the pilot episode of the hit new sitcom and of Brick in the Wall. Uh, what, what do we make of it? It's it's interesting. If you were a studio executive, would you pick it up for a series? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But it's it's interesting. I don't know if there's ever been a sitcom about bricks before. That's what I thought. I thought I'm filling a gap in the market. You think who hasn't been had a sitcom made for them? Who, bricks. Who, who is your target audience? Well, every household has thousands upon thousands of bricks in it. So really, it's that bed bugs we need to appeal to next to the next few television demographics. The problem is though, you've aware that by calling it another brick in the wall, there's a great chance that like our target audience will just become Pink Floyd fans who listen, who would watch the show. And then just become really, really sad that it isn't about Pink Floyd. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm kind of hoping for. I'm hoping we get some accidental listen- viewers because no one is deliberately going to tune in to watch that. And that's what that that's I think getting down to the core of what this sitcom would be about: mm. shamelessly roping people into watching it accidentally. <laughs> is that all this show is? We're we're trying to shame people into listening to it accidentally. It's all we really do. That, that, that that's us really. So all all that we've really gathered from this is that this sitcom is a terrible, terrible reflection of ourselves. <laughs> it, it's shown... Reading that script in, for some reason, a really phlegmy voice has taught me how... <laughs> what was he trying to do? I don't know. It was kind of like, you know, the um, the counting vampire thing off... Of the, count. Yeah, the Count. The Count. The Count. Where was he from again? Was he from... Transylvania. I just... I don't know. I just... I just it, it started off as a vaguely vampiric Transylvanian slash Eastern European voice, but then I just thought, you know what? I'll just throw in some phlegm. <laughs> see, see what we get and that's what we got we got this voice <laughs> what was it you were saying you learned sorry to go back to it um i think i've learned that uh i'm not very good at doing very phlegm heavy voices okay that's fair has that's anyone fair. else learned anything um not particularly <laughs> I've, I've learned that i should give up on writing sitcoms about bricks <laughs> Ben's mother's anus can't shame us. Amos, I said anus, like the one that Ben's mother has. So, James, you know um, when whenever you do one of those links, you have a um, you have something to pull out of a hat. Yeah. And Robbie, you know when you do one of those sort of links, you have a magic noodle box in which yes. you pull stuff out. Well, well it's, it's microwavable. Does that make it magic? Yes. <laughs> uh, in Telford, are you so unfamiliar with microwaves that it appears to you as magic would? <laughs> Aren't those the things? That was my favourite scene in, in Harry Potter where he goes around diagonally and he has to get his cauldron, has to get all his books, has to get his, 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 his owl, and he has to get his microwave noodle bowl. What? Wait, 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 wait. Aren't microwaves like those little things that when like an insect lands in water? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it took a second. That, but yeah, that wow. is, that is just the <laughs> just You should be genuinely ashamed of well, yourself. Well, I've brought. It's <laughs> actually pretty so funny. So you've got your magic hat and like your arcane noodle box, yeah. and I've brought the mystical egg box. Oh. And we're going to play a game called Gallows Humour. Okay. And by where I'm going to be the game host. Okay. You two are going to be contestants. Now, the rules are, in this box, I've got the names of several pretty well-known comedians. Okay. You're both going to pick one out. Okay. And you'll both have a minute in which to state your case as to why the other comedian 
should be hung, but you have to do it right. in your best impression of that comedian. So, so who, who, <laughs> Come on. You don't have Give to do your best mercy. impression. You don't have to do your best impression. No. Uh, oh. Just an impression. an impression. It doesn't even have to be them. Just, I, <laughs> I enjoy your impressions, Robbie. Both of them, yeah. <laughs> Both, Jess, what was it, Jessica... Jessica and Frank Sidebottom yeah, last week, that, that which became it. the same impression. Did you? Oh, Jordan's shaking the box quite aggressively. Yeah. Okay. And now, yeah, they've all fallen out onto that side. Right. Am I? Is this? I, I, I also appreciate the gallows humour pun there in the title. Yeah. I, I appreciate oh, that. Okay. Okay. Robbie, who have you got? I have Peter K. I've got Frankie Boyle. Okay. <laughs> okay. Actually, <laughs> that works a... out quite well because you could do a Scottish accent. Can I do? Not, not, <laughs> not with that attitude. Um, the, the best thing about this, though, is I know full well that with Robbie's just cover all northern <laughs> accent, as much as he is about to butcher Peter Kay's sort of soothing Bolton twang, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the soothing, soothing Bolton, Bolton twang, twang. The soothing Bolton twang. That was that was a, a rap group I'm not that familiar with. Soothing Bolton twang. Is uh, I thought uh, you could, uh, the, uh, no, I was going to, but I realised that not very much rhymes with twang other than. Bang, wang, hang, lang, mang, pang, hang goes bang. well <laughs> Suiting bald and twang, my wang hangs like a. Uh, 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 I don't know. Uh, no, there's something. We'll, like we'll work on that. We'll be back next week with some sick, sick bars because we're all gangster rap. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, Speaking we are. Speaking of gangster rappers, we've got something else coming up on that, on that very theme. Oh, 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 you are, you are uh, there's a bit of a tease. All right, so here we are on Gallows Humour. Yes. We've got. Frankie wait, Boyle. Wait, 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 I've forgotten what we're doing. You've got you've got to tell tell the, tell the audience why Peter Kay should be hung. But in the style of Frankie in Boyle. In the style of Frankie Boyle. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna give James a minute first. I'm gonna decide who wins by their arguments and maybe a little bit of their impressions. I'm not decided yet. I'm a very, very, very terrible game host. I'm not <laughs> at all like Bradley Walsh. Your minute begins whenever you start talking. <clears throat> So the first thing I've been having wrong with Peter Kay, like, is he's just, you know, he, he just he doesn't really do any comedy. There's no real structure to the jokes. All it is is just like, hey, do you remember 80s in the north? There you are, you're walking along, walking along in the 80s in the north. What's this? Oh, you've slipped over a coal mine. It's not really <laughs> funny, is it? All he's really said is, oh, this thing existed years ago. Nothing's confirmed. Nothing. You're not making any actual, like, constructed comedy. There's no joke. All you've confirmed is that things existed and maybe will continue to exist. And that is why Peter Kay should be hung. Because he's a sham, he's a liar, and quite frankly, Bolton's a terrible, terrible place. (laughs) All right, Peter Kay, you are up. Uh, do you remember Gallows? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Gallows? Do you remember Gallows back in the day when you had Gallows? You used to walk over to Gallows and there were these big ropes and you think, ah, no host should hang in there. I think that Frankie Boyle should go and hang in them. And then I'd, I'd look at the Gallows and I'd think, I'm going to hang Frankie Boyle in them because he doesn't do actual comedy. He just says offensive things and thinks, ah, oh, I'll get away with that. I'll just say this and someone will laugh because it's so outrageous, because it's so different. I'm saying things that people are afraid to say it's not that they're afraid to say it they just don't want to say it because they're decent human beings unlike you i've got a bloody heart i have because i'm from the north i'm all sort of the earth like aye aye do you remember having hearts aye i do because i'm like a doctor or something Ooh, I I don't know because although James does a very good impression, you had a very convincing argument. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Should we 
we could cut to our studio audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our studio studio audience of a grand total of one person. Bring it. Bring in the <laughs> studio audience. Hello, hello, studio audience. Hi. Am I? I'm not sat on bleachers, so I don't feel like a studio audience. You know well, how they'd normally sit. Like you're, you're an audience. You're an audience member in the studio. I so am. By default, that well, in fact, it's not even a member of the studio audience. You are the studio audience. Dan Clarkson hello. of the Rock and Metal Show. Who of would you, many things. Who would you yes. say won there? I, I'd have to say Peter Kate. Because, oh, because I'm a northerner, even though I don't sound like it. But were you not? Were you not offended by <laughs> no, his, by, his is, by his shoddy I, northern accent? Oh yes, it, it really offended me. Problem is, you didn't swear nearly enough to be uh, Frankie Boyle, well, and you I w- can't. I would have but, done, uh, but it's it's pre-watershed. It's very pre-watershed. Three hours pre-watershed. If you want, we can we can stop the show and come back in three hours. <laughs> and I, can, I can give a proper Frankie Goodbye. Boyle. Thank you, studio audience. Thank you, Round of applause for studio audience. See, um, my, my quantifying factor for um, Frankie Boyle without swearing would be any joke alluding to children. Or in, Madeline in, McCann. In, yeah, or, or Jane Goody. 9-11. Jordan, yeah. Jordan, as in, as oh, in yeah, Katie, Katie Price. <laughs> not, 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 not me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, so... So should should we do one more? Do we have time? Should we do one more? more? Yeah, let's, let's do, do one, one more. more. Let's do one more. Because there's there's a lot of papers in here. Right. Who am I? Who am I? I'm gonna go for this one. Oh, <laughs> I knew. I have you, have you got? I've got Russell Howard. Of course you have. I've got Dawn French. Okay, fine. I'll find a way. You could swap one out if you really want. No, to. no, that's fine. That's fine. I'll do Dawn. The problem French. is, like, I I don't want Russell Howard because I don't want to defend him. You can you can swap <laughs> it out if you want. Can I, can I have another one? Yeah, you yeah. can you can swap it out. There's there's plenty. Give me another so. one. Give me another one. Uh, let's go for this one. What's what's this? David Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I quite like David Mitchell. But yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll 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 have um we'll have Dawn French starting this time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you're ready. Okay. Well, I'm a, I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fat woman. Have you ever noticed that I'm fat? And therefore, I think that I wouldn't fit in the gallows. I wouldn't fit in there, so you couldn't hang me. You couldn't kill me. David Mitchell, on the other hand, even though he's now got a beard, and that may... This sounds nothing like Dawn French, but I'm going to continue the voice anyway. Even though he's now got a beard, it'd be easy to fit him in, and you could kill him easily. Besides, he's posh, and we all hate posh people, don't we? We hate them all, all of them, especially comedians like David Mitchell. Um, and sometimes he gets angry and he does a, a shouty voice and I think that we should get rid of that and instead just have fat women on the telly because there aren't enough of us. I think that we're an underrepresented demographic. That's, 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 that's great. Thank you. I mean, there's Joe, there's Joe Brand as well. Yeah, there's, there's two of them. Yeah. Two total. Two. Comedians. Rebel Wilson. Right, right, man. Yeah, uh, Melissa McCarthy. So there we are, Melissa's all the fat women in the world. There's, there's quite a few. Like, like there's, there's more yeah, than yeah. we'd initially anticipated. But still, that's a minority compared to... Posh skinny white boys. <laughs> Posh skinny white boys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we, we've got to have. Um, we've got. To have, I've forgotten who you picked now. David Mitchell. David Mitchell. We've got to have David Mitchell on the stand. <clears throat> I'm bracing myself. Well, the thing I find the most offensive about, <laughs> about Dawn French is that I just, I just, I just can't stand her comedy. There she's parading around like she's on some sort of moral high horse when all her comedy is, is, oh, look at me, look at me, I've eaten more cakes than most people. It's not <laughs> comedy, it's not comedy, it's a disorder. 
And he's not even a disorder. He's, he's appalling. It's terrible. He's not even close to being comedy. Well, it is comedy, but the problem is you can't repeat the same joke over and over again. As though it's unique and funny. It baffles me how she's made a career out of it. It's disgusting. Revolting. My David Mitchell voice is going increasingly off the rails. I sound like that BBC political editor who doesn't ever really say anything. But David Mitchell, regardless, he's probably better than Dawn French because at least he's got the common bloody decency to use words other than look at me, I used to present you've been framed before (laughs) Harry Hill took over and did a considerably better job. Mitchell out. <laughs> that, David Mitchell won that D- one. David there, won there, that there, one. Is, that there is no doubt about that. Although I forgot that Dawn French did You've Been Framed. In fact, I remember saying to people, you remember when Dawn French, I, I've, said, I've said this to several people, you remember when mm. Dawn French did You've Been Framed? Everyone just turns to me and goes, Dawn French didn't do You've Been Framed. She did, she did. She did, pre, yeah, she pre did. Harry she did it Hill. for like two or three years. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as long as Harry Hill has been doing it. Because Harry yeah. Hill's been doing it for oh, a lot of years now. Yeah, yeah. It's easy money for him. I forgot about Harry Harry Hill. I was I was kind of hoping I put, I put a few people in here that I didn't like. I, mean, okay. I used to like and don't anymore. Lenny Henry was one of them. So, oh, used, if we remember, remember when he used to be funny? If we drawn Lenny Henry against Dawn French, that could have been interesting. That could have been like a legal case in that. Could that? Well, because they're divorced now. Were they married? Wait, they, they were, were married. married. Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, we're particularly behind on the news. <laughs> Not only have they divorced, but they were married. They first. were married. They were married. Oh. What, I can, know. Can you get a div- fat woman and a black man? Who'd have thought it? What it's, a, it's oh. <laughs> I don't know what you were quite getting at then. <laughs> All the minorities, they're together. If only they were gay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. 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 Those are all things that gangster rappers say when they're greeting each other. Hello. They also say things like yo, um, like what's up. Like what? Like what? Like, like, like wah? Like man? Like um? Like like hey, hey hey fellow gangster rapper, things like that. Things like that. Mm. Um, and it's because of because of thinking about that. And we mentioned gangster rappers earlier. And we I've did. been thinking a lot recently about gangster rappers. Gangster rappers. I've been thinking a lot about them. Which ones? Um, all of the gangster rappers. All of but all of their simultaneously. Because sometimes they rap, sometimes they're gangsters. It's just like an interesting sometimes career path, really. They do both, and it got me thinking about. Do you know what? Because I'm not quite the target demographic for gangster rappers, by which I mean I'm white, and I thought, therefore, I want to know how much do I actually know about gangster rap? Because I've been thinking a lot about them, don't know a lot about them. So I've drawn up a definitive list of the 34 things I know about gangster rappers. Right. So okay. these are the 34 things that I know about gangster rappers. Right. Number one, gangster rappers are not real gangsters. Number two. Wait, wait, what? Are they, are they not? <laughs> they're not real gangsters. What makes you say that? Um, because number two, they are real rappers. But some of them were real gangsters. Like, some of them were, but not some, all of some them. Some of them like, have been shot for being gangsters, etc. Those the, ones are then. The entirety of NWA... Well, Snoop Dogg was well not known. Not the entirety of Do- them. Dr. Dre, an awful lot of Onyx. Tupac? Well, Biggie Smalls used to smell crack. S- well, sorry, smell sell, it. sell crack. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this crack's very, very fragrant today. That, that, could, well, that could be taken in a multitude of um... <laughs> Evidently, I only know 33 things about gangster rappers. Um, <laughs> number two, they are real rappers. Gangster rappers are real rappers, that's true. Number three, but not like sweet rappers. Number four, though some of them are pretty sweet. Number five, though, they wouldn't use words like that to, 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 to say what I was just like implying by saying they're sweet. Uh, number six, they tend to make, say words more like... 
Um, number seven, but like as I said, that's because we're pre Watershed, not because like I want to be clear when I say beep bleep bleep. Like rappers aren't R two D two. So that, number eight, R two D two is not a gangster rapper. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's that's true, isn't it? We, we all agree on that. He did. He did give me like his um, his what 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 do you call them? Your, your EP. He gave he gave me an EP, <laughs> but it wasn't very great. It was just kind of you know mechanical bleeping sounds, and occasionally yeah, uh, and occasionally R two go. <laughs> no R two, I won't check out your new mixtape. <laughs> Speaking of which, number nine, C three PO is not a gangster rapper either. Uh, number 10, <laughs> though R2-D2 could potentially be a pretty good beatboxer, uh, so he could join a gangster rapper's entourage and do that sort of in the background. I thought that's, that's an interesting route for him to go. I like, I like entourages. Entourage is always such a nice word for me because it's, it's not like a group or a gang. When you have an entourage, it's kind of people who follow you around and, and like have specific things. So you've got like Snoop Dogg and he has his cup bearer and his shield bearer. <laughs> Does he have a shield bearer? He has a shield bearer. He has the dog pound. But they're, they're more of like his, I don't know, they're sort of his, oh, no, his, his protégés. No, those are his crack assault team. Um, we're talking about just the people who do the everyday <laughs> no, things. No, they're not. The Doghound were an all right rap group. No, they, the were, they, were, they were like his equivalent of the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> um, number 11 on that, gangster rappers have entourages. Number 12, I saw the Entourage movie and none of them were either gangster rappers or likeable characters. Number 13, <laughs> gangster rappers may refer, to the, may refer to their entourage as their posse. Uh, number 14 a posse is not a gentle wart number 15 <laughs> gangster rappers come from the hood which is the, a thing I don't don't understand about gangster rap though is how the villain from Thunderbirds can have so many black children uh, number this is, this is bordering on being quite insensitive like, not even bordering this is just Straight up insensitive. Number number sixteen. Uh, thing I know about gangster rappers. NWA's famous hit record, "Boop the Police." It was so titled because the original title, which was "Boop International Rescue," didn't scan. Uh, number seventeen. The hood is dangerous and bad. Number eighteen. But the hood is home. Number nineteen. <laughs> gangster rappers do not shop at Audi. Number twenty. But this is not. No. But they've got pretty sick beats. <laughs> the, the produce section is beyond beyond comparison the, the vegetables they sell yeah. like like dr dre's vegetable the, yeah the, yeah that's what i was yeah, getting i at. know i'm just just elaborating making it more more obvious uh for the <laughs> listeners um number 20 this is mostly because they don't sell leopard skin jatic ja- jacket jatic ja- jackets or bling in audi Number <laughs> uh, number twenty one. Sometimes though, gangster rappers might go to Tesco Express if they really need a pint of milk. If they're, they're desperate, they don't have anything to put in a cereal in the tea. Uh, twenty two. Gangster rappers, however, do get most of their milk from human breasts. Twenty three. Gangster rappers are generally very good at sex. Twenty four. Lady people like how good gangster rappers are at sex. <laughs> uh, twenty five. Hence, lady people like gangster rappers. Number twenty six. Uh, gangster rappers, though, sometimes beat up the lady people, so there can be a bit of a conflict of interest there. Mm-hmm. Number 27, the third track on Goes Loud's seminal third album, Chemistry, was released as a single 10 years ago this week and remains the greatest pop song ever released um, to this day. Number 28, gangster rappers tend to enjoy the recreational booth... Boo- what? The recreational use of both narcotics and guns. 
Can you use a gun recreationally? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can just... Yeah. Like when people go shoot clay pigeons? Yeah. Oh, well, I suppose so, yeah. Whenever you fire for anything that isn't revenge. Although I couldn't imagine Dr. Dre in, like, farmer's clothes out on a field shooting clay pigeons. No, no. He'd, he'd do it in the street or in Audi. And he I wouldn't really be shooting like... clay pigeons, he'd be shooting all those fools. Yeah. I really like how um, how straight out of Compton the film really conveniently missed out Dr. Dre's noted history of beating women. I also <laughs> like how Dr. Dre's listed as a producer on the end titles of the film. Of course. Yeah. So obviously they don't they don't mention the fact that he beat every woman he ever met. Not everyone, but most of them. Oh, like solid eighty percent. I think you round up in maths if you get to eighty yeah. percent. What even like women that he's passing in the street? Yeah, like, <laughs> all of them. Bam. That would be one really hard walk through like a shopping center. Sorry, I've just got to stop. <laughs> and beat up 80% of the women that walk past me. He's going to have, like, really aching hands by the Yeah, but he's it. Dr. Dre, so everyone lets it slide. But then, like, he hits one over 80%. percent like, no, Dre, no! Oh, you're going to get arrested now. You hit 82% of the women. <laughs> uh, 29, gangster rap. We're almost through it. Gangster rappers use different words for drugs, though, such as kaboing. <laughs> what, what's kaboing? It's, it's the drug. You know, uh, the, the, you know the drug. We, we, we've all been there. There you are. You, you, you're walking around, and then someone you're comes in the up to club. you in a trench coat, and they open up like, hey, man, do you want any, do you want any kaboing? If someone came up to me in a trench coat, opened their trench coat, <laughs> and said, do you want some kaboing? I don't think I was thinking of a drug. <laughs> uh, number 30, gangster rappers also use different words for guns, such as nigellas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 31. Uh, the song I mentioned earlier was Biology. Uh, by the way, I forgot to mention that. I just don't want anyone getting confused. I think I should make that make that clear. What if, like, say, a gangster rapper was trying to teach their child about, like, the proper use of gun safety and gun law? And, they, and like, like the child would say, like, like, aimed, like, looked directly down the barrel to see if something was blocking it. And the gangster rapper smacked out of his hand and said, Nah! Nigella Law, son! <laughs> for a second in case it became a like a, a hose pipe situation where they accidentally pre- the, the, the trigger suddenly starts working as he's looking down the barrel to work out what's going on it's no it's no like you you get an awful lot of people who if they're not properly briefed on gun safety laws stare down the barrel <laughs> new wallpaper uh 32 some people say rappers don't have feelings 33 they do have feelings the, the final two then, gangster rappers do, and finally number thirty six, twigs, 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 <laughs> twigs, twigs. What an end to an interesting yet quietly quite kind of insensitive <laughs> link. <laughs> Those are the things I know about gangster rap. I don't know if either of you have anything to contribute any further. Any thirty seven, thirty eight. Um, I couldn't give rap. extra things to know about gangster rappers, but it's always interesting to see you trying to grapple with gangster rap and just rap as a whole because it's something that you're, you're quite ill-informed about but it is, it, it, it's just it's always entertaining seeing I think you try to quantify it we've just established i know a lot of things specifically 36 things about gangster <laughs> rap at least 36 things at least well no 36 things those are all of them how many problems do you have with gangster rap 36 but but a bit chain one the world's third to best radio show not about squids do we follow the news Yes. Do we follow the movie news? Sometimes. 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 Do we see the movie news today? What no. was that movie there's news? There's some movie news that there's going to be. That Brett Ratner, who is... Are we familiar with Brett Ratner's uh, his, his output? Nope. No, he is the man behind the Rush Hour trilogy. Oh. And oh. X-Men, The Last Stand. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Not, not, not one of the best and titles the, um, to his name. The, the Hercules movie with The Rock. 
Wait, the disappointing Ooh, Hercules movie. Yeah, that yeah. is not a lot of. So it he's... was better than the other Hercules movie that came out. Oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. With Jason Momoa. Yeah. No. What was it? Jason no, Momoa? with um, I've forgotten his name. Thankfully, they came out the... the same year, didn't yeah. they? Hercules yeah. and the Hercules or something. Uh, like the that. Legend of Hercules. That's it. The Legend of Hercules. I'm sure it was Jason Momoa. No, it was um, it was this guy. He's he's a really really terrible actor. Um, he was in Jason Momoa. No, 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 no. this this guy. <laughs> um, he was in another movie. He was in a Tarzan adaptation as well, and he was terrible in that, and that was a terrible. He is pretty, yeah, I know I which one you're on about. He was, Wait, was that the Tarzan film with the alien subplot? Yes, 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 it was. Yeah, yeah. Why was there an alien subplot? In I don't Tarzan know. Tarzan movie. It was a really, really awful film. Kellen Lutz. Kellen Lutz is his name. He was also in the Expendables. How 3. do you spell that? Is it J A S? Kellen. M A M. Oa. Okay. No. 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 Brett Ratner, though. So the man with the the shining shining. What, list of opuses behind him what is his relation to jason momoa M- minimal um so he's making a movie he's going to make a new movie about jason momoa <laughs> no what is your obsession with jason momoa he's <laughs> jason momoa why would i not be obsessed with it i don't know who jason momoa Can is jason he played Mo- cal drogo jason momoa yeah jason momoa who did, ha- who did the hacker for his interview yeah that was his audition tape everyone he's... else went up and read lines all he did was do the hacker he's going to be Aquaman as well. Yeah. Which is a really hard thing to imagine. And yet you, there's, there's one poster they've released and he looks good. Like, That's Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Does anyone like find that... I know this is this is already a tangent. <laughs> does anyone else find that Aquaman is actually... Have you read his list of powers? It's incredibly powerful. He's stronger than Superman. Yeah, yeah, But is yeah. that isn't that only when he's underwater? No, I don't think so. Yeah, you, okay. you, you, take, you take him out and he's, he's an Aquaman out of water. He just flounders <laughs> about hopelessly, sort of making this gasping Can sound. they make like a romantic a comedy? Could they do like a Little Mermaid romantic comedy where he comes out well, of the water and loses his, all his, his power, powers? powers. <laughs> uh, he, he can form relationships with fish, can't he? That, that's kind of his thing. Like a dolphin. <laughs> Dolphins put their penises in dead fish. Uh, yeah, and so does Aquaman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't wait to see Jason Momoa doing that in the upcoming movie. Aquaman's most widely recognised power is the telepathic ability to communicate with marine life, which you can summon from great difference from great distances. From great differences. No, there is a great like, difference. I know there's a fish. sociological barrier between me and you, <laughs> school of could, shoals. Could you imagine that? Like he, he tunes into like an anemone and all he can hear is because uh, <laughs> I assume that anemones are really dumb. <laughs> They can't actually string a sentence yeah, together. Just, uh, uh, man. <laughs> it's interesting here, just reading through it. I see what you mean, because evidently some of the writers have taken it and run with it. Aquaman has at times demonstrated the ability to affect any being that lives upon the on the sea, such as sea eagles, uh, or, or even any being evolved from marine life, such as humans. <laughs> <laughs> so really, he's got, he's got control over all life. Yeah. Wow. Wow, I can't wait for Jason Momoa to have that. Still disappointed Jason Momoa wasn't in Rocky Balboa. No, but Brett Ratner. <laughs> you were going back. somewhere with Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner, I keep saying his name and I'm kind of sick of it. Uh, Brett Ratner, he <laughs> is making a movie and he's going to make a Tetris origin story. What? No. Why? Will, will How? The, in the trailer, does the theme just go like... Dun, 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 
people singing the Tetris Why hasn't the Tetris prologue starred Jason Momoa yet? Jason Momoa would play a really good T-block, T-block! Jason Momoa, who was in Game of Thrones, should have been in the Tetris prequel. He looks Tetris and he looks like a block because he is a soaring mound of flesh. <laughs> there, there, there we go. That's the, the, the kind of top comedy content we're after. People singing the theme tune to, to Tetris. About, about Jason, Jason Momoa. A soaring mound of flesh. He is a soaring mound of flesh. He looks like an L block. So I was actually wondering this. I was wondering who would we then in this Tetris? I don't know what the origin is. I mean, I was disappointed to realise, oh no, it's a film about, having read that description, it's actually it's a film about the making of Tetris. It's a not the in-world Tetris no, law. That's what I thought it was going to be about. No, it's a biopic of Alexei Pachinov who created Tetris. Oh, is he played by Jason Momoa? That's what I, but I was going to say, if we just <laughs> run with this on the idea of if there were to be a movie, an origin story of why the Tetris blocks are falling, what would it be and who would play uh, the T, the L, and the square blocks? And um, so on? The T block would be played by... Jason Momoa? Uh, no. The T block... Jason Momoa... No, is, the square block would be Jason Momoa. Yeah, the square block yeah. would be Jason yeah. Momoa. The L block would be Alan Rickman. No, I say Kate Blanchett should be the L block. Why? Because she... I, I just feel it's right. She should slot in. Because you have to be sort of wise to sl- slot them in and slot them around to the... Yeah. I'd like to see um, Alan Rickman as the T-block. Sorry, no, no, Jason. Oh, how about we have Kate Blanchett and Alan Rickman as sort of the L and R blocks almost, the, the, the inverted ones of each other. And then they're like two I, sides I, of the I'd, same character. I'd like two uh, like actors or actresses that look very similar. So one of the little squiggle shapes is Keira Knightley. And the inverted one is Natalie Portman. Oh, God, yeah, they do look quite alike. Yeah, they, they yeah. also... A lot of people don't know that Keira Knightley was actually in... No, she was in oh. the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, how yeah. she... Yeah, the first was, acting gig was yeah. as Natalie Portman's body double. I was like, hey, you look a lot like Natalie Portman being the Star Wars prequel. So uh, what would be the story, firstly, before we get into... The, how, how would... Why are the Tetris blocks falling from the sky? Is that what the film's about? I'm confused. No, it's about the no. guy who programmed and made Tetris. It's about the making of Tetris. Is that exciting? Well, Is yeah, exciting? it will be. Yeah, no, it, it will be yeah. when, when you see Jason Momoa, like <laughs> muscles bulging out of his lab coat as he sits there, just like... As weedy with, 60s yeah, Russian man. With, with, with sort of holes torn into them, just like, and he's just programming. I but, am a nerd! <laughs> and like, like the problems are arising because like whenever he tries to press one of his mulking, like, mulking, like, one of his huge, huge, mulking. Huge... I don't know what. I think I was trying to say hulking, but but like. But he's drank too much milk. No, it so was he's it, kind of it, like... in my head. It combined as massive and hulking, and maybe became mulking. Maybe, maybe he's just got a really bad water retention problem. But it's not actually the water that's made him really swole. It's like all the milk he's been drinking. Because mm. I can only assume that all he drinks, he doesn't drink any of the liquid other than something that has a lot of protein in it. So he's just like milk. Give me milk. 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 <laughs> Mulk me. And then once, Jason Momoa must what, be mulked. Once he sucked Mower. all of the milk out of the cow, he just picks the cow up, sucks all the milk out <laughs> of it, and then he just eats it raw. So I was the kind of thing Jason Momoa would do. But if you had to have a Tetris prequel, yeah. I would imagine that all of the Tetris pieces live in a dystopian world <laughs> in which they're not allowed to live free lives. And they just have to fit wherever their malevolent dictator oh, decides they should go. Oh, and the Tetris okay. movie 
bases itself around the various Tetris pieces, striving for democracy and striving to have a voice and saying, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to go where you tell us to go. But at the end, um, they just reach the top and they all die. Tetris, political thriller. Yeah. The end of tragedy. I I like that. I like that. If Shakespeare wrote Tetris. Because that that is all that is a hopeless premise though. Yeah. <laughs> that that they they struck out on their own to be individual and because they didn't fit in with society anymore, everyone died. Yeah. So don't be creative, kids. I imagined it sort of as almost like a war movie where instead of tanks they have to pilot these big blocks that they drop from the sky and these people are risking their lives as they fall there and then the, the enemies are wiping them out and trying to fall like drop them on like area uninhibited area, or uninhabited rather areas of civilian life can we take it a step further and make yeah. it really like japanese anime and give all of the hulking war machines to like barely teens help me to put the air block in the- i don't know why this has gone from like japanese I, to, to like little dutch school boy. I ju- I- <laughs> oh, help me jason momoa i need to put the air block in the space <laughs> if you ever seen if you ever seen any like mecha animes where 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 yeah. like Gundam yeah uh, um, Neon Genesis Evangelion is a very popular one um, especially like around that but it's just kids they just get these kids they're full military with all the all their military and they're like oh I know who could pilot these massive robots kids are relatable to the story <laughs> but are, are the kids played by Jason Momoa <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> I am a schoolboy <laughs> Jason Momoa <laughs> do you think he's that versatile he could literally play anyone he could no, play a six year old girl he he isn't versatile and that's what makes him so good. yeah I, I am <laughs> Jason Momoa and I am a six year old girl all that, all that changes is please his mother clothing. help me plait my hair <laughs> I want to be the prettiest girl at the school <laughs> and they they only fit him in like clothes for the corresponding ages like, and so no he's one, like a six year old girl's no skirt one, no one ever acknowledges the fact that throughout the film he's like a six and a half foot tall bearded yeah, strong <laughs> he's he's in the playground and all the all the other girls are just playing with him. Can <laughs> we, no one's acknowledging it. Can we remake Carrie again with Jason Momoa in the lead role? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would just want to see the first scene where he has Why a is everyone for the first being time. so mean to me? <laughs> <laughs> that is a reason. That is a reason he would be picked on. If you're a, a teenage girl and you look like Jason Momoa, you can expect to be. You know what? That heavily. voice you just did. Just I've I've finally realised where this Jason Momoa thing came from and where I was wrong. It wasn't Jason Momoa in Hercules. Jason Momoa was in the reboot of Conan the Barbarian. Yes. Uh, nah, that's it. That, you can see how I made the mistake, though. That just came to me because you did a vaguely army oh, no. yeah. <laughs> oh, I am Jason Momoa. <laughs> I'm playing Jason Momoa in the Jason Momoa biopic. <laughs> I am the governor of California. And then Jason Momoa appears on set. Like, Jason Momoa, you are not representing me correctly, Arnold. And Arnold's like, oh, that's my voice. <laughs> I can't, I can't, who's playing who? I'm so is Momoa. Jason Momoa playing Momoa or is Momoa playing Jason No, what, what they're doing right is they're in a film. Yeah. Hear me out okay, on okay, this. Okay, I'm, I'm with you I want to pitch this. Right. Okay, so this is, this is that, our follow-up that, to the it, Tetris it's, film. It's a film within a film okay. in which Arnie has yes. been cast to play Jason Momoa in the <laughs> okay. Jason Momoa biopic. Okay, despite being 30 years older. Yeah. Okay. But Jason Momoa is visiting the set. However, they're not playing themselves. 
Jason Momoa is playing Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) trying to play Jason Momoa. (laughs) And Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing Jason Momoa trying to play (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. No. I think they'd both be on board. Um, But but they're just playing themselves. No. (laughs) No. There's another tier above it, Jordan. Well, yeah, you're, you're playing someone playing you, but I assume I always just assume that they're very similar. No, you're, you're not playing someone... Yeah, you are. You're playing, playing someone, someone who's playing, playing you, you, but as yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So is there a point to it? Yeah. Jason, it's... Jason, 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 I, I, I know we were saying that we wanted to act like you, but, but you're acting too much like you. We want you to act like Arnold acting like you. Jason just looks at him and says, like, it's okay, you can do what you want, Jason. <laughs> 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 no, 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 director. No, no, okay, Jason. Okay, don't eat me, Jason. <laughs> I'd love to see it. I, I think I, I might pitch this. Pitch this to Jason Momoa and Arnie. <laughs> can we get them in the studio next week? I think, I think they'll be Tune in next week when we'll definitely have Jason. <laughs> Catch up at verbaldischarge.co.uk. You heard the lady and you heard the men. Yay, we're uh, the men. We're men. Yeah, <laughs> actually, and not, that's definitely, definitely medically co- confirmed as men. Ha <laughs> phalluses, that's what we've got, because we're men. And Phalluses uh, or phalluses or phallusi? Phalli. Phallic. Phallic. It's all a fallacy. We're all a fallacy? Yeah, we're men, and we, we like, we like that cars and, and meat and, 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 uh, and, and sports and penis. Sports! Oh, Another good sport. Men are into testosterone and, and penises. Ha- I mean, hair. no, wait, no, I'm, no, we're not into. I'm, I'm, I'm we're not into. No, we, we don't. Because no, we don't. We don't. We don't talk, we don't we talk don't, about we don't, that. We don't. That doesn't. Men doesn't, doesn't happen. Men, men aren't into penises. They just own them. Doesn't. 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 Like, doesn't like them. Jordan, how? how <laughs> <are you? laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I um yeah, I've completely lost my train of thought. You said a lot of manly things, but I think you forget um the greatest fallacy. Which is pathetic oh. fallacy. Well, no, that's pathetic. That's the worst. Yeah. And that is what we yeah, are. Yeah, but you're, you're what drawing we're an interesting we're... parallel between the phallus and pathetic fallacy. Yeah. Because like, like, like you, you don't hear pathetic fallacy. That, that isn't like the state of your penis mirroring like how you're feeling at the time. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> it does. <laughs> Especially well, if you're excited. It depends. Or if you're cold, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or if you've just woken up. Or if you're sad. Pathetic fallacy. <laughs> Pathetic there fallacy. There you go. And I bring to you my Urban Dictionary definition <laughs> of a literary term. It's a good way, I suppose. It's like, how are you feeling today? Like, you, you go to the doctors, they're like, what seems to be the problem? Get your dick out. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to a different doctor. <laughs> Does that know what your doctors say? Uh, he did, then he got locked up. See, because I, I always questioned why like my, my doctor didn't seem to have a practice. But I thought, you know, it's probably hard being a doctor, and that's why he's in a caravan. <laughs> we back to the gypsy children that, that beat me up. I don't think we should do any more <laughs> slating of, 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 of the... Um, groups. The travelling peoples. Yeah, we've done a lot of slating gypsies, and they might they might come come and never leave our back gardens. Cause <laughs> <laughs> we just come in next week, and there they are parked in the studio. Iron. They, they, they just come back, and we find a load of bicycles from like <laughs> floor to ceiling. And we're like, <laughs> Hi, you have to move all of these bicycles before you can do a show. Loitering in our car parks and not, not paying tax. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of not paying in car parks, we're going to drive out of this car park and tenuous, go home tenuous, to not pay our enough. taxes, which we don't because we're a massive tax dodge. Um, no, we're not. <laughs> Any bills. 
Any bills, we dodge them. Anyone called William coming at us, we step out the way. This isn't even our studio. We, <laughs> we just come in when no one's around. That's actually we, almost pretty much true. It. I had to throw a gypsy out of the cinema once. Back you when I used to work at a cinema. Have yeah. I mentioned this I think before? you've done this on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I, I, I just threw a gypsy out and it, it was all right. <laughs> It was. Did you get much pleasure from that? No, he was really stubborn. It was quite frustrating. Do, he he did, refused to leave. Wasn't he seeing unfriended? Yeah, he was. Which seeing, is great. He was seeing unfriended, yeah. and he brought a he brought a baby into the screen, mm. and it kept making baby noises. And then, like, someone came out to me and said, "There's a baby in the screen." I went, "What do you mean?" I went, well, there's a baby in the screen, and I was like, "Oh." I don't know how to deal with it. He's just lodged in there. It's halfway poking out. And he had his filthy little tramp, dirty gypsy baby in there. And it was, it was messy. You really harbour some strong feelings for for the travelling peoples People. of the world. I, I don't know. I hope we're not offending. Our, like This would be a terrible, terrible time to find out that most of our listeners are gypsies. <laughs> and I've offended all of them. Um, I assume that, you know, between... Most of them only have a couple of radios to go around. So <laughs> or I'm even sure like, like maybe a laptop fair, with, it, with each of their tribes. That's it. Each of our, our listeners between us only own a couple of radios and a laptop. So, da, da, da. no. Take um, that, listeners. <laughs> but if, Take that. <laughs> you don't exist. Um, no, but if you are a listener and you want to find us, how can you do that? Well, you can mm-hmm. find us on our Twitter handle. And guess what that is? Don't is you dare take my line. Okay, I won't. <laughs> At verbdisradio dot not com dot co just at, no okay. just at verbdisradio <laughs> it's Twitter you can find us on Facebook at facebook dot com forward slash verbal discharge <laughs> <laughs> or you can uh, find our the, the website there's some blog posts on it uh, yesterday's was done by Ben Ben Knight who isn't here to explain the fact that it's about working out at Legoland it was very good all, very all good. the content all the content all of them very good there was a video went up there'll be another one on Monday all kinds of exciting things going on there that's verbaldischarge.co.uk but regardless I think we should draw things to a close wind things down for an evening what have we learnt this week what have we learnt this week we have learnt that um... I've learnt that I've got a much bigger obsession with Jason Momoa than I thought I had yeah, no, I've learned that you've got a much bigger obsession with Jason Momoa than I thought you had. Anyone could have. Anyone could have. Even Jason Momoa's mum doesn't have as big an obsession with Jason Momoa as you seem to. Yeah. I feel really guilty now if it turned out that she hated him and she was a really bitter, cynical, like, <laughs> awful, awful mother. It's like, I can't stand it! Like, always I go back to a Dutch boy. <laughs> or Jason, like, in, in the Jason Momoa biopic, Jason Momoa's mum would just be played by, played by Jason, you. By Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> I am Jason Momoa's mother. I, I hate you, Jason Momoa. <laughs> and then it cuts to little Jason Momoa, which is just like a child, a child's body with Jason Momoa's bearded head superimposed <laughs> on <laughs> I'm a child. Stop saying that to me, mother of me, Jason Momoa. <laughs> and then, I don't know. It's, it's a work in progress. I'll keep you all updated on how the script is coming along. <laughs> Please do. Please do. You can up, keep it up to date in future episodes. <laughs> so let's wind this down, bring things to a close. Robbie? Would you care to give us the final word of the week? Oh, wait, no, don't. Okay. Thank you for listening, everyone. Right oh, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Uh, King. <laughs>